Okay, so welcome back to Wandering Into Wellness, episode are. 11. Today we are in the beautiful gardens of Emma and we are here with a very special guest. Welcome, Patrick Thank Thank you Patrick. so much for having me on. Mm. He flew all the way just to see us. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Los Angeles. <laughs> from Los nine, Angeles. nine hours and 57 minutes. Hate his own flight, pay yeah. for his hotel. Yeah. The guys. I, just I, thought, I really want to be in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is um, the nature of the game. <laughs> he did. But we can pretend just for this podcast. Um, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on. No, no problem. Super Happy to be here. Exciting to be able to get to chat to you. Um, so we're, we're obviously we're here at Wellfest, sponsored by KBC. We just to indeed. drop that in there as yeah. well. Yeah. So you're over here teaching. I am. Um, wow. And so, uh, do you have uh, like when you're designing your your workshop or the flow for your workshop? Are you have you spent? No, I know already what your answer is going to be from like speaking to you for ten minutes. There's no way you've spent like hours and hours, like or days and days, workshopping this yourself. Or how do you, how do you like come to a point where you're like I'm going to teach this tomorrow? So actually, over the last five years. I um, created my own style of yoga. It's called Awakening Yoga. And uh, just recently have we started, like I started teaching it publicly a year and a half ago. We started running teacher trainings for it just this year. So this February is the first group of uh, Awakening Yoga teacher training graduates, however you want to say that. Um, So so it's completely (laughs) different than um, so many other styles of vinyasa yoga. So... That is what I teach all the time now, and then there's variations on that and building into pieces of that sequence. So, before I created that, I really never planned anything. I've never planned a class in my life. But then, over time, and trying to create something that made yoga more accessible and more growth-oriented in terms of the physicality of the practice, uh, I just couldn't teach traditional sequences with integrity. Okay, yeah. Um, you knew there was something missing and you knew what you could add to it or you'd be on Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And oh, did okay. you find that from working with your own body or was it a lot from looking at other people's bodies and going, is this practice relevant to the modern body? Uh, all of the above. So the, 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 the biggest testing subjects, if you want to call it that, um, for Awakening Yoga was, obviously anybody that's ever come to some of my workshops, right? so it's like a lot of people, people from all over the world, um, and just really seeing the strengths and also the limitations other people have. Of course, my own body, because that's my best knowledge base. And then um, my mom, to be honest with you, because I, te- I teach my mom privately, and I've done that for kind of a long time. My mom's been practicing yoga for longer than I have, though. She's been practicing yoga for 17 years, I think. Uh, yeah, which is really cool. Did she uh, get you into it? Ah, uh, no, she didn't at all. No, no, okay, there's no, no, no. not an influence. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest, the only influence my mom might have had on getting me into yoga was that she had a few yoga books sitting at the house. Okay. okay. But it was never like a push towards okay, doing it or okay. anything like that. But she was a big influence in terms of her body and what her. Like, well, so my mom's practiced yoga. yoga for 17 years, and she's practiced power yoga for let's call it eight of those years, uh-huh. maybe ten. Let's eight, eight to ten of those years. Yeah. Um, and none of her movement habits were serving her. Mm. And so I'm looking at this, I'm like, you do this every single day, you do this repetitiously, and, none, and you're not getting any stronger, you're not getting any more flexible, mm. you're not getting, becoming any more aware of how your body moves in space. And that's the bigger thing to me is awareness, mm-hmm. right? Like, getting stronger, getting more flexible, that just has to do with effort yes. and attention to detail. Yes. Um, but 
whether you are actually aware of what you're capable of or of how the puzzle pieces of your body fit together, yeah. that is a true knowledge of your own physicality and that's something that really anybody should be looking for. Mm. And so I'm looking at my mom, someone that practices yoga every day. My mom is like one of the most repetitious people you will meet. Like it's something you can really respect. Like she's just a very driven, dedicated person. Okay, yeah. And so she goes to yoga every single day at the same time. Boom, schedule, 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 wow. right? And it's really cool to see that. Um, to see a dedication to something because it's something I can always really respect. But with that being said, it, her practice became mindless okay, yeah. because she was just doing it's muscle memory, habitual. Yeah. But but again, but it was muscle memory that actually wasn't serving her. Okay, it was yeah, yeah. it was uh, you know repetitious habits that had no need to be a part of her uh, a part of her effort, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you got to think like when people say muscle memory, like that's a really good statement but to think past that your muscles are your physical memories like mm -hmm. you only create muscle in the ranges of motion that you move mm -hmm. and if you're doing something uh, so frequently and you're not creating the muscles that you should while doing those movements that's something you should be actually looking at yeah. critically because you're creating weaknesses elsewhere you're or you're just what, what you're doing isn't helping you yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. like if you've if you've done vinyasa yoga for five years and you can't do five push-ups in a row, like you've created, like you're not doing the movement properly. Yeah, you're yeah, not, and and it's so not strong. Either. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and you're just, and you're becoming less and less aware of what you're doing. And that's really what I saw um, in so many yoga practices. I mean, if you just look at the two most well-known, most straightforward sequences in yoga, uh, to improve in them at all, it requires physical talent and it requires um, aggression. I was actually talking with a friend of mine about this the other day, but a sun A and a sun B, right? This is the most well-known things in, in yoga. Like the, the most well-known thing is the hot 26, right? Okay. Wouldn't you agree to disagree as matter? Hot 26. Hot 26. Hot, yeah. hot 26 is probably the most well-known, when you say? Just Bikram. The yeah. original Bikram sequence. Like everyone's like, oh, like most people that have done yoga have done original Bikram. Yeah. Right? The next thing that's really well-known is Surya Namaskar A and Surya Namaskar B, because the next step out of Bikram for most people, general population, is power yoga. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because you sweat a ton and it's hard. Yeah. I don't think we have power yoga here. Not termed as power yoga, I don't no. think so. And like it might be the case is there like is there traditional terminology that we might use that might reference that like like from a Sanskrit yeah, point of view is there things, things that they we, we have yeah. we don't have it a lot here. We huh. have vinyasa flow, ashanga. ashanga a vinyasa vinyasa is a lot of what yeah. Tiloga. Not my area. Favorite area. Uh, we have a lot of crossover. Yeah. Anyways, but we don't have power. So, yeah, to the basics, power. A lot of power. What would be considered power would be considered classic vinyasa. Okay. It's like five A's, five B's, twisting sequence, standing sequence, okay, okay, yeah, side yeah. angle, okay. and a number of back bends. Ashtanga things. primary either is that? Huh? Ashtanga primary series is that in the similar? Ashtanga primary would be a bit more traditional classic yoga. I'm taking you off your course. You know, you're, you're good either way. <laughs> but Ashtanga would even be a okay. further step. So if we're talking like from the general population, right? Because uh -huh. again, the general population, tw uh, less, what's it, most people don't even practice or work out 
20 minutes a day three times a week. Yeah. Right? So for the people that do that, okay, that's like cutting the population large, like, like yeah. massively. Like maybe like that cuts out 60% of people. Mm. Okay? And then for the people that do yoga, right? They start a Bikram. And then there's like a funnel of people that do like vinyasa, power, whatever you want to call that, right? Ashtanga would be an even deeper funnel into that. Um, but if you look at Surya A and Surya B, like to jump forward properly from downward facing dog, it requires an immense amount of shoulder stability, chest strength. It yeah. requires immense amount of uh, awareness of where your body's in space in terms yeah. of hip movement. And uh -huh. for some people, it requires a great amount of hamstring flexibility mm. to, to control your landing, mm. right? And so then you see people doing this jumping forward every single day and jumping forward, landing, landing poorly, landing with legs bent, landing in all these different ways, and you're just like, that's, and you do this. But for every, like 17 years, you're doing this in every, like every day. Every day, yeah. Okay. And for years and years and years. And again, this isn't even, um, not obviously not talking about my mom at all anymore, mm -hmm. but like this is just like, I see this everywhere. And I was like, I can't keep teaching this with integrity because it doesn't serve so many people. So I wanted to create something um, that anybody along their process could do at the same pace and yet if you're experienced y you could challenge yourself mm -hmm. and if you're brand new it's a challenge to just do it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and okay. but but accessible right yeah. or it's like you can actually get through it you can actually run the race yeah yeah okay. as opposed to like oh yeah you're running the race but you're like riding a scooter and everyone else is in shoes you know what i'm saying yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah, sure. it just it didn't play to me because again what my whole goal with teaching yoga is to elevate consciousness. Yeah. That's like my main interest. Is it's like people becoming more and more conscious of what you actually do, like how you actually interact in the world, how you actually interact with the people around you. Yeah. Because it's so much different than you think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, that's a, it's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest things that we run into currently with society is that people really confuse perspective and fact. Mm. Um, and again, because like factually, we are all sitting here talking right now. That's a fact. Yeah. How this is going between the three of us is perspective. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, you guys would be like, man, this guy needs to shut up. <laughs> you, could be like, you know what I'm saying? You could feel all kinds of ways yeah. about what I'm saying. You'd be like, oh, I don't think that about something. Or it doesn't matter. But that's perspective. Yeah. But the fact is that we're sitting here talking. Yeah. There's a fact to everything, you know? Yeah. Like whether your team won or lost last night, if you follow sports, there's a fact to that. Yeah. They did or they didn't. Yeah. Whether they played well or not, that's your perspective. Whether they should have won or not, that's yeah. your perspective, yeah. right? But whether the refs cheat you, all these things, there's so many perspectives that go along into fact, yeah. and it gets so confused. Yeah, yeah. And I think it becomes that way It's because there's um, so much stimulation and so little time to... Uh, to find consciousness or to actually become, to become, to become aware of your own biases, to come up, become yeah. aware of your own perspective, of your own um, natural state of self. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I hope to bring people through yoga yeah. is just the opportunity to, to be, oh, there is my limitation. Oh, I'm now more conscious of something I do well or something I kind of struggle with. Yeah. And then I can go from there and actually apply some learning as opposed yeah. to just applying my flexibility to new poses. And, and amazingly how when you have like little bits of those awakenings, they actually apply without you intentionally applying them. They actually apply to the rest of your life. And yeah. You begin to find them kind of having like the ripple effect is yeah. very profound, isn't mm -hmm. it? With, like with small things, small, yeah. things, small changes. Yeah, 100%. And I think it really opens the pathway mm. in terms of your 
process of decision making, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. In terms of your awareness to consciousness altering experiences. Mm -hmm. Because again, like any time you, uh, any, any moment of the day, your consciousness can be shifted and altered by anything, mm -hmm. right? Like you could be in, if, just because this is an easy example, the, what, our conversation right now, you could be like, oh, I'm now thinking more about the way I do yoga. Like that's probably spinning in your head yeah. as we speak, just because that's literally what we just talked about. And again, it could also be as you're walking through the festival, you'd be like, am I hungry? No, but oh, that juice looks good. I could then have a juice. But did you need that? Yes or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. It just, it, you're, having, you're, having a distance you're altered the by the stimulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to go for it or you're not, right? You know, and so beginning to understand what actually shifts your consciousness. Yeah. Like, where's uh, the t intention? Yeah. The thing as well, there isn't it? Yeah. Like, what's the intention behind this action? Exactly. And being able to, I think when you practice yoga in a mindful way, you get to see the intention. Like, am I going for that pose that's the teacher's saying you can do this or you can do this or you can do this? Am I going for the third one because there's an ego basis there? Mm -hmm. Is it because the person next to me there's like, I kind of fancy that guy and I want him to think, like, oh, I'm yeah. really good at this yeah. thing? Exactly. Or is it because I'm going, you know what? Actually, my body's feeling good today. Like yeah. today's the day I'm going to challenge myself. Yeah. And I think it's it's also coming back to personal responsibility. Like I find a lot in my classes that for me it's really important that people aren't coming like you are the teacher and now you teach me how to move my body in a safe way, as opposed to like them going I am now in my personal practice and I'm going to learn how to move my body in a safe way so that that can continue having a ripple effect out into my life. Mm. So they get those little bits of knowledge of having the moment to listen what's the feedback from my body and how can I move in response to that feedback rather than in response to the person at the front who's telling me like this is the shape that yeah. I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when you step back into like a student taking personal ownership over their practice, it really allows the opportunity for aligning intention and action. And I think that's something that we all really struggle with. Mm. Um, more than anything else. You want to do something. That's an intention. How are you going to get there? What are the action or actions to help you yeah. actually accomplish that thing? Yeah. Because it's really hard to know the right path and that's why so many people come to uh, you know, class-based experiences because, oh, they want a physique like that. They want to be able to do this pose. They want to be able to do this thing. They've seen you do it, and now they think you have a path to it. And maybe you do or maybe you don't as a teacher, but th that is the, f the initial process of aligning intention and action for most people. Yeah. The second real step with that is, is actually taking a look at yourself and trying to figure out, okay, what are the parts of my physical system, if you're talking about yoga poses, that, that give me the opportunity to achieve this and where's my limitation then? So how can I then move in such a way that I'm beginning to understand my limitation, I'm beginning to move through my limitation, and I'm beginning to create that connection. Okay, so, and that's where awakening kind of like started, or that's the... Yeah, the, man, it's really where all the whole thing uh, came to be is really just because it... it I just couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't it's watch people do things mindlessly anymore. Yeah. I just couldn't do stuff without, or you know, just teach things and uh, and have it, you know, kind of be in one ear out the other. So it's it's just a very different yoga experience. It's really based in functional movement. It's really based in, um, you know, uh, collective consciousness and awareness. And it's also really based in. A, progression and development. I'm, I'm in the game of enabling people. I want to help people, uh, you know, strive to become more full or more 
just just more yeah. like more whatever because again however they want that to be yeah. is up to them but the, the opportunity we all have an opportunity to be more but you present the dish and they eat it and as you they can will. you yeah. can become more as as you wish and as you uh. choose to pursue the practice I just think that uh, you, you know the more you're you're really striving in specific areas of your life to um, it's such a corny thing to say but to find a, a sense of greatness or a sense of uh, purpose even is probably a better word um, the, the more again as we talk about that ripple effect it really begins to trickle out into different areas and, and it affects what people end up doing with yeah it, it really it really does I think it's also really important to not um to not completely fall in love with something just because you're passionate about it mm. right I think it's so easy to um, to okay I'm passionate about this thing now all of a sudden I want to make that my career because on Facebook everybody says you should follow your dreams you'll see that story about that family that packed up all their possessions yeah, yeah. and now That's they travel the world yeah, yeah, it's you, so see? relaxing yeah. when you're like is it so yeah. 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 it's not that relaxing see? when I travel Ex uh, yes there, there's just a reality to everything and I think but my main point about that is is just that every everything has a chain you know what I mean? Like you commit to do something, you're in a sense you're connected to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's not a bad thing yeah. to yeah. be connected to something. Yeah. But at the same time, like how can you begin to understand what you're really connected yeah. to? So when you're saying we shouldn't do things because it's just just because we feel we have a passion for them. Yeah. What do you feel like in terms of your own purpose, or do you feel there's like this is getting very strict, but like do you do you feel that you're like are you put here to do a thing? And have you just sort of discovered that thing? And is that why you're following through with it? Or what's like what's making you commit to it? Ah, that's a good question. I I don't believe in everything happens for a reason. Okay. Yeah. It, it's not something that I think there's too much randomness in the world. Exactly. So yeah. Too many of those. We're like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I, what I do believe though is in your life you're often presented with a number of opportunities, uh -huh. and some of us get many opportunities mm. and some of us get very few yeah um but when and that's just kind of a nature of the game it's sort of like no matter what there's no level playing field mm. to yeah. any life. you can sort of make them a bit as well you can kind of cultivate them a I little bit disagree, no? i disagree that with a tip oh, really? yeah, yeah because again like like the pull yourself up by the bootstraps like that common american <laughs> motto that really right. Um, We're not going to you know, say that word. That keeps keeps people tied <laughs> yeah. down because it, because it's a mindset that's really limiting to a lot of people. We have yeah. a special guest. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Damn. I love it. You're still tight. I know. Um, uh, I think I think that mindset yeah. is limiting because I don't okay. believe that everybody has um, the same opportunities. It's just, just I think through okay. hard work you can create your own opportunities. Yeah. I 100 percent believe yeah. that. But I also believe that distances one person from another who's had more opportunities. They kind of think, well, you have the same opportunities. Yeah. Do you think it's that Look, sort of thing? Do you follow basketball at all? Not really. Do you know who LeBron James is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So doesn't matter. Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James is a very good. LeBron James is a very good basketball player. Yes, he's huge. I know him from MMA podcasts because they always reference him. That's terrible. Perfect. Yeah, we we talk about MMA too because actually that's probably a language we could speak that's similar. Okay. But just simple reference to LeBron James because I say this all the time about LeBron James, but. Le no, this is this is a total compliment. Okay. It's, it's just because people don't people don't understand. Like LeBron James was going to be a professional athlete no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 
the, the, there's very few situations in his life where he was he's yeah. so genetically fantastic yeah. as an athlete okay, yeah, yeah, right yeah, he's built for it, yeah. he's built for it. Yeah. so regardless of if he put in as much effort as he has to become a truly phenomenal mm -hmm. basketball player or if he put in just a little bit of effort he was still going to be a professional athlete mm -hmm. LeBron's window of opportunity yeah. for basketball was significantly higher than mine okay yeah, right significantly higher right whereas uh, and so no matter how much effort I put into basketball, which yeah. is something I did do growing up, yeah. there was always going to be a ceiling to it. So while that was my passion, yeah. I could love that, I could put effort into it, yeah. there was always going to be a limitation there, and that limitation like hit me in the face countless times, countless times, countless times, countless times, yeah. right? And it's because I was putting my efforts into the wrong avenues, yeah, yeah, okay, right? Correct. So it's yeah. just because you try hard at something, don't confuse effort with achievement. You yeah. see so many people, just they feel like they are entitled to something because they work hard. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you have an amazing yoga practice, uh, you feel like everybody should come to your yoga class. Yeah. I guess not true. Some of the most limited people physically I've ever met are, are some of the best teachers I've ever met. Some yeah, of the most yeah, physically yeah. talented people I've ever met are not the best teachers because yeah. teaching and practicing are two very different mm -hmm. things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you obviously know that as a teacher. I just think that um, coming back to my point about uh, if you if you're passionate about something like yeah you should pursue it to see what comes of it mm -hmm. but you shouldn't be like oh my god I love traveling now I'm going to become a travel blogger yeah right? okay. like but are you kids are taught to do in a large way isn't they're like like there's yeah. not a lot, there's not a lot of education nuance beyond like you know oh you're you're really good at this or like you really like this do that thing that's yeah. kind of what so what what do you think let's roll it all back and you're given the, the opportunity yeah. to change that what would you what would you say that should be it should be like I think, templated upon I think you should find things that support your life okay. in the way okay. you want to live okay yeah right because again if you want to to be a yoga teacher right because mm -hmm. this is an example um, or do you like or do you want to be a yoga teacher mm -hmm. or do you want to practice yoga and just have another job so you can enjoy yoga you know what I'm saying is yeah. there's there's so many levels to how to interact with okay. the world I think and yeah, yeah. and this is I think what's important is finding something that supports your lifestyle just like with a partner right because mm -hmm. really a job is a partner mm -hmm. right a career is a partner you have to work on it you have to yeah. develop it you have to um, we were kind of talking about this a bit before but there's a uh, you know, there's a relationship yeah. with your work experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like dynamic, you feed it, and yeah, you yeah. Degree, and, and, and you have to want to be able to feed it. You have to want to be able to develop it and make, make compromises <laughs> with it exactly, and and let it be what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I think passions sometimes can't be in, uh, enjoyed or appreciated as much if you put the pressure of it also being work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to, I that's, think that's with yoga it's a, yeah. it's a huge thing as well because I think now there's a lot of people who might, like in that, what you were talking about, who might have been born with a body that seems to naturally suit yoga. They might mm -hmm. be naturally super flexible mm -hmm. or those things and they go, they see now yoga studios are like, come do this teacher training, you can do yeah. this long and then you'll be a teacher and it's yeah. great. And they're like, okay, well, I'm good at yoga. I can, yeah. I'll just be a yoga teacher, great. Yeah. And then the reality is the teaching doesn't come from the fact that you're standing at the front of the class doing the pose perfectly. It's the people who are coming in to meet you who've been sitting down all day long, you know, so much of their body's tight, stiff, yeah. maybe they've been in front of the screen and then they've got to go from that model of sitting 
into moving mm -hmm. and they're observing you and they don't have that body naturally they yeah. haven't been doing something that facilitates that body to be moving and you don't have an awareness in that situation of how it is to be that other person's exactly. body and and so maybe then teaching isn't for you just like having a beautiful practice enjoying your beautiful practice that's that's where it is for you that's that's yeah. your yoga yeah. and and the teaching is to be a teacher you know, we were talking about this a little bit it's teaching and teaching yoga it doesn't really matter whether you're teaching yoga you need to have those qualities yeah. of, of taking information and then distilling it into something that's really digestible, really digestible yeah. by the people who you're listening to so you need to be able to relate to your audience and come to their levels and whatever. Yeah, I completely agree and, it, and again it's, it's, <laughs> it's really not saying I agree I, I just really think that anybody can be a successful teacher but the act of teaching yeah. is what you have to be passionate about exactly and and so it, it's just really taking a look at what what the actual job is yeah, what the yeah, actual yeah. career is and and th that's what I honestly believe is, is if you find something that you like to work at and you find success with that then opportunities can will open up for you but if you're just because you love something it doesn't mean that things gonna love you back or it doesn't yeah. mean that like it's a, the perfect thing for you right and it's, it's just it's just a true thing it's it's not it's it's hard realization of yeah. the world but it's also it gives you more of an appreciation I think uh, for evolution and uh, like we were talking about the project a second ago, just genetics, man. I mean, like mm. we're all genetically one way or another based yeah. on your ancestry, and it's led you up to this point, and that's like a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's something to be like, oh yeah, there's like something to be embraced about that. Like yeah. my level of intelligence or awareness or comprehension stems from lineages of my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like a cool thing to 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 appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, especially with uh, humanity, or we just really want to deny those things, mm -hmm. and we want to like create a story around something that may or may not be true because because yeah, like the, the media sensationalizes yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of amazing that we have as many like people like when you think about the melting pot of culture that is like city or urban life. Yeah that people actually manage to find a tribe or manage to, like that yeah. everybody manages to find the thing that is kind of right for them of but course. there's just so many op well opportunities but possibilities to go down wrong there's routes and wrong avenues yeah there's endless possibilities mm. and, th and that's I guess this, this coming back to what you were saying before about uh, do I think I was put here to do this well I think if I was if I was doing anything I would be doing some form of teaching okay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like, Mass like if I, what? <laughs> no, 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 if I was doing anything else, um, I, would, I would coach basketball. Really? Likely. Yes, yeah, basketball yeah. is the thing. You're so yeah, so really totally. Like, yeah. like that's yeah. what I did growing up and stuff. Oh, really? And and I always coached kids. Like even when I was like 14 years old, I coached a kids team okay. through, through my high school experience and stuff. And so yeah, you, you know, you're there's a natural teacher. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it's not even yeah sure natural. Yeah, that's again, some level. I don't mean yeah, like no, it. no, but yeah. no, but I agree with that. Yeah, like, yeah there's something naturally something that I did do. Yeah, yeah. Something I always naturally wanted to do. And were the teachers in your family? Uh, my aunt is, so this is an interesting thing, and I don't know if it's true or not because I don't want to speak on my aunt without asking her, but okay. my aunt has right. been a math teacher for a long time, okay. um, but she's also a mathematician. All right. So she's like, yeah, like mathematics, very high level. Left brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with like, so my, my sister is... Um, uh, is kind of like off the charts in math, oh, but she's extremely dyslexic. Oh wow! Um, so 
communicating in that way was always really challenging That's for her. Nice. But but something that she's overcome, and it's actually really, again, an amazing wow. thing to uh, wow. see. And she is, um, yeah, she's like, she got a degree in engineering and stuff, and now wow. she works for Uber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, no, not as a driver, though. No, no, no. Yeah, as, like, like, as a coder. Yeah, yeah, as a coder. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a coder. Yeah, and now I drive a Prius. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. All, we're all thinking the Prius, but yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, my God. There's a stereotype for you. Yeah, no, it really, it really is. I just... Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. There's a there's a dynamic element in terms of the team. There's there's just yeah, a dynamic yeah, element in yeah. terms of everything, yeah. right? In terms of the way these plants that are around yeah. us grew, right? In terms yeah. of the way that everything mm. exists, and yeah. I, I really think just wanting to deny those things is um, is funny. Yeah, it's a funny human characteristic, yeah. uh, and, it, and it speaks to our ability to want to overcome things, which is cool in and a sense yeah. we'll find our own little yeah. thing our little yeah. once we go no I want to be my own thing yeah I want to be influenced by those things who came before me exactly. I want to rebel against them yeah uh, but that's where counterculture has been created, right? And yeah. again, yoga is a massive counterculture, and there's yeah. many, many countercultures uh, yeah. that are really growing. And I, and I think the counterculture movement is amazing because it shows people that there's more to life than uh, work, sports, beer. Yeah. Because that's the way that most people exist. Yeah. You know, I mean, seriously. Genuinely, I know. It's, it's weird because we live in such a bubble that sometimes you pop, pop your head aside and go, yeah. There's still a lot of McDonald's around. Yes. That's a bit of a shock. Okay. I, yeah, I thought we were all into... Are we not all into the juice thing? What? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's hey, weird. Yeah. It is weird. And yet you just have to remember that fast yeah. food is, is, is always there. It's and still it's massive. McDonald's is the number one... Um, the number one product on all the food delivery apps in the States. Yeah. So the number one yeah. Postmates, number one Caviar, number one Uber Eats Interesting. is McDonald's. Wow. So... Hello. So, right, special guest appearance. Hello. How's it going, guys? No, ben. ben, do you want to come in and say hello for a second? Come on. <laughs> wow. He was so close to the record button, but he we're really still was. here. Yeah. Magic. I feel like we should now be just talking about non-attachment, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should be a nice segue in, into oh non-attachment practices. Oh, um, so, editing. That, yeah, editing's going to be a thing this time around. <laughs> just let it ride. Who knows? Let's um, see. I actually <laughs> wanted to talk about non-attachment. Let's do that. Go for it. Yeah, um, of course. Well, I, I think that something that people talk about a lot now is in the kind of traditional yoga text there's a lot of this focus on like we need to learn to accept impermanence and non-attachment and and then there's like the life that we're living where we have relationships and we have partners and maybe we have children and and a lot of people come to me and they start talking to me like oh I read this in the yoga text and you know we we're not meant to be attached but how can you be not attached and also have a relationship that's meaningful with your partner or how can you have a child and bring a child into this world and then be like but I am not attached to that mm. child yeah. but I must also keep them safe and yeah. not allow them to die what, how I've experienced you, joy with them as well and, yeah, and, being, and like connect to this way. life because yeah. there's the aesthetic uh, people who live in the caves and they're off and they're doing their studying mm. or maybe not anymore but some <laughs> and then there's us and we live our life and how can we apply those principles that are like the principles of the traditional texts to being a yoga person and yogi in this modern life I think the thing that gets misconstrued all the time is non-attachment means not caring right. mm. and uh, I also think that you if you care about something 
you're going to want it to be a specific way or mm. you're going to give your attention to whether that's a relationship to a person to an activity uh, but if you're not tied to the result of what that thing becomes I think that is really the key the, the key yeah. step of it right so for my example um, in my relationship right so I have non-dual love for Carly meaning that whether we are in a relationship or not in a relationship, I would love her the same. Whether she did really anything, it wouldn't matter to me. I would still love her just from all the things that we've went through. I love her, but I don't possess her. I don't own her. I don't. Her decisions are her decisions. Her thoughts are her thoughts. And that's, I think, part of the reason that we have a successful relationship Damn. is because it's not tied to you do this for me, I do this for you. Yeah. We are this. You met uh, dinner on Fridays. I yeah. Watch on but also, like again, like we've been together for eight years. We're not married. We don't talk okay. about those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's not. Not because it's something that is like out of the question. It's just yeah. I, I don't I don't possess her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It, if she wanted to do something, by all means, all I want to do is help her do that thing. Yeah. Whether that thing involves me or not. Yeah. Is, I sometimes is wonder whether it's difficult to to have. I mean, I I, I kind of I don't know. I, I sort of believe that like in in certain relationships, that's a possibility, but it yeah. takes two people coming together at the right time in both their lives yeah. that they're willing and able to present to, to present that non-touch thing some relationships they may have got to a certain point where you know one of them starts becoming interested in more kind of like you know who they are in the world how they present what they're doing things for and the other person just isn't, isn't along for the ride and I think that in that situation the non-attachment thing becomes a, a much bigger problem to contend with whereas the two of you obviously you're, you're on the you're on a very much on a level it sounds like which is great which is lovely yeah I think also that we're taught in just modern society to just like attach to anything mm. right because a human being is always looking for comfort yeah more than anything else right so you're always constantly trying to find comfort trying to find connection trying to find community mm. right and again that's where some of these countercultures spread up like we were talking about a second ago with yoga right mm. yoga is just one of many countercultures uh, there's also a billion countercultures based on diet based on whether you how much you like to work out or mm. whether you like what anything like you can find countercultures around any band you like you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like yeah, sure. people that like are roadies that just go to all these shows yeah. you know and because uh, we're all looking for that connection but when you find that connection it's good to just appreciate the connection for what it is and not mm. try and let it ha not try to have it be the only thing that you define yourself as yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. how can you um, create practices whether they're yoga or really anything else that's mindful uh, that allows you to step away from all the layers that you create to interact with the world around you yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because I think that is something that that really happens is we all build up these personas to interact in various situations and uh, and then you're like wait am I that persona yeah, yeah, yeah. or like what what is me yeah. and again these are massive super esoteric things yeah. but, but but really, <laughs> but just, really just, but just yeah. you begin to like strip away those layers and yeah. like e if you didn't ever teach another yoga class you're still alive yeah. you know what I mean you're still you yeah you know and, and, and there's there's a thing to that there's a truth to that and so again like if you're in a relationship and you break up you're still here yeah, yeah you know yeah you're I think still it comes back to just being present, really. 
so it's not like you're not thinking ahead to it's a moment to moment thing sort of like I'm in this moment and in this moment this is where we are and I'm in this relationship and this is a beautiful thing but you're not attaching to well what if we're not in this relationship in five years or yeah. in ten years or whatever or we weren't in that relationship then or you were with that person then yeah. or whatever so long as you're just in it then you're not attached to it if you're staying in that moment yeah. as opposed to to forward thinking I think it's just yes I think being in the moment lends itself to appreciation mm. for where you are yeah. and uh, the more you can just appreciate the things that come into your life the things that you experience the easier it is to realize that while you're we're all perceiving and projecting into the same moment all the time mm. and you're a puzzle piece into the pieces or into other people's life just like they're a puzzle piece into your life and sometimes the pieces move and sometimes they shift and that's okay mm. you know yeah, what I mean like yeah. I don't speak with my childhood friends as much as I used to it doesn't mean I don't love them the same I still appreciate all the times that we had together yeah. and it's not like we stopped talking for any reason yeah honestly like yeah, yeah. there's no reason there's no grievance and anytime I see them it's all good like hundred yeah. percent but we just don't have that much to say to each other on a day in day out basis and that's just the evolution of life yeah, yeah. you know and there's no there's nothing wrong with that yeah I think people feel awkward about it people feel really yeah, uncomfortable yeah. with that don't I, yeah. I, and it, it is but but again it's because it's, it's, there's so much conditioning yeah around uh, social proprieties so, or, or, or yeah. acceptability sort and, of and like oh like the, being like you grew up with that person therefore they really know you best it's yeah. like well yeah. do they because I mean like the person I was when I was 22 is definitely not the person I am right now yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, and the person yeah. I was when I was 12 you know yeah, there's tendencies I had but you know I've grown into the person that I am yeah you know what I mean like, like we all have moments in our lives where you know you were a jerk or you treated someone poorly or many people poorly or um, you made judgments or and again I, the non-judgment thing with yoga is really funny to me because we all we all make judgments every single day constantly like yeah. what are you gonna eat you're making a judgment yeah, that's yeah, a decision yeah 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 that, that, those, those are judgments you know yeah. I'm saying how fast you drive and all yeah. these <laughs> all these things are judgments but uh, I, I, I feel this like there's the more you can just wake up into the fact that there's an impermanence to everything mm -hmm. and you can understand that mm -hmm. and then be as present for the people in your life as possible mm -hmm. that's really what I strive to do and that's really how I try to interpret um, a lot of the I guess the thought or the text around non-attachment you, man. That's amazing. It's honourable. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't mean that in sort of like a whatever. No, no. I, I just laugh because again, I, I think that uh, I'm talking so much today. It's so funny. By the way, I was like, oh, we're having our first conversation on record. How interesting is that? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. It's recorded. I was like, that's pretty interesting. It's like I wonder True. if people start recording their first dates like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Like you know. Wouldn't it be funny yeah. to be able to look back on that and go, yeah. wow, that was my response. Yeah. Thing there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would bring some accountability, I think. I really, <laughs> I kind of feel like that. I really did say I was a Foo Fighters fan. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I said I, I was them. 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Yeah. I love shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
that's brilliant. Uh, well, exactly. on that note, I kind of feel like we're yeah. reaching the end now. Time to pass um, it Oh, yes. And say thank you. And, um, okay, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you guys for hearing me kind of over talk. No, it's been I hope it's not too much chatting. No, you not at all. I'm, I'm totally good. I don't know. I'm good. Thank you. There's a lot much. of chat. Um, thank you very much. Like, really well. that, that's actually been really, really nice. I like so it. Very nice. different to the other chats we've had. Yeah. And um, yeah, really nice cool. to see that somebody is like, you know, reflecting in a very real way. We're at a festival that's maybe got a. Um, I think people who aren't at the festival certainly would have a maybe kind of oh that's a very superficial thing it's nice yeah. that there's a, there's a depth and there's a reality to your practice yeah. it's cool yeah, just it's really nice. well, well, thanks guys time. I appreciate yeah. it deadly such a pleasure cool this is well the bits that are in here are for you guys if you like and subscribe and also the bits that are in here are for you if you want them we we've got some fun bags some bobs thank I know you guys you, so much you practice non-attachment and you don't want to like get loads yeah. of stuff but well, we we're giving some, you some more <laughs> <laughs> but here's some of our favourite bits like foodie little bits oh, like yeah, chocolate so covered goji berries raspberry freeze-dried raspberry coconut chips some Tulsi tea some coconut the stuff you've got to be on is this one right here oh, what is it? oh, oh almighty how did you know about that? because you know yeah so I'm um, the one of the um, a friend of mine his brother makes this really? Oh, what? Yeah. In, what? in flipping Glasgow? yeah wow oh, right, yeah. No, right. Like absolute addiction yeah. I, yeah. I've been like the stuff is amazing isn't it's it ridiculous. the best stuff? yeah it's ridiculous my son's like Please, can we have nut butter from the hop sack? And yeah, he just yeah. This is called nut butter from the hop sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, only other nut butter. Mighty foods. Yeah, they they crush it. Um, That's it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they put they put they put it on to uh, they put me onto it when I was taught in Edinburgh. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Smart so move. Good. Okay. Well, yeah. any of the other bits in there that you're welcome to? I don't know. You drink reishi tea. There's some really nice reishi in there. Holy basil. Bits and bobs. But yeah, so um, other than that, let's say thank you and, and yeah. good night. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much for calling. Thank you guys. If you have any questions or anything that you'd like us to talk about in the future or people we'd like to talk to, ooh, rain, um, please comment and yeah, we'll see you again soon. Good, good. Bye. Peace. Bye.